Welcome to the Success in South Carolina podcast, where we will be hearing the untold stories of success from people in our community. These successful neighbors of ours will share their real-life philosophies and solutions for success to inspire us, educate us, and help us find peace, joy, and love, along with a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. And I'm your host, Jonathan Peoples. Probably several years back, I believe Gary Gaffney gave me some of the best advice I've ever heard in my life when it comes to success. And uh, you mentioned, I was asking even then about the secrets of success because you were uh, an impact player in my life and you you are uh, one of the, the leaders that I try to follow. Um, so I, I heard you say, you talked about three things. You talked about being able to forgive, being able to have gratitude, and then being generous. Uh, those were kind of the three pillars to success is giving, forgiving, and thanksgiving. Is that something that you still stick to to today? And if so, can you break those down for us? Like, why are those so important? Well, for, for forgiving is something you do, you know, people always say uh, that's something you do for yourself. Well, forgiving is really for both parties. I mean, sure. When something happens that needs forgiveness, everybody's carrying around some weight. The person that committed the, the act and then the person that's carrying around the, the anger or resentment. Right. So, so when you're trying to be successful, you need as few anchors um, hanging on to you as possible. Mm. And so uh, forgiving is the, the base. You know, right. you can't be walking through life thinking about um, that person that, that did you wrong on a deal or, um, you know, may have miscommented about your work and, and what you do or, or whatever it may be. Uh, so that's the start. And I think gratitude and, and all things you have, um, that's, that is a true faith-based thing. Um, but when you have an attitude of gratitude, I think there's a book by Tommy Newberry called 40 Days to Happiness. And it's a, it's a basically a 40 day gratitude journal mm. and uh, it's a, it's a great way to, to understand how gratitude and fostering that added, you know, the attitude of gratitude um, is going to help you as you move forward because you're thankful yeah. for everything you get. Even when you're being patient, you're thankful for every step along the way. Right. So, and then giving, I've, I've always believed in giving to the community and I've done it through, uh, church and through Rotary and um, try to bring my kids up in that so that they can see it um, uh, and see what there's no use in gaining anything if it's not to at right. least be able to give part of it away. Well, that's, let's, let's break those down one at a time. Cause I feel like that, that you just gave us so much that I'd love to kind of break those down. Cause forgiveness is you, you said, it's not just for you. It, it can be a selfish act. Cause I feel like one of the reasons some people have a problem with forgiveness is they feel like they're letting the other person off the hook and that person did them wrong or whatever. But at the end of the day, forgiveness is good for you because like you said, it's getting these, these anchors out of your life. It's like, I, I liken it to personally, I liken it to the, the monkey that they trap by. Have you heard the story about the monkey that they put a little coconut and they drill a hole big enough to where the monkey can fit his hand in there and they put a nut inside and it grabs the nut, but then it can't pull it back out now that it's a fist. 
and it's stuck there. And that monkey will never let go of that nut. So they've, they've basically caught, they've captured that monkey just because he can't let go. Right, right. And I feel like a lot of people in their lives are at a point where they've been hurt. Everyone go, everyone has been hurt in their life. And I'm not making light of anyone's hurt. Yes, my hurt and your hurt, they were all real. And you know what? You probably didn't deserve it. But I feel like all of us have been hurt. But the people that succeed and the people that are happy, it's not just success, but it's even happiness. It's you can't move forward unless you let go of that nut. You can't move forward unless you let go and get out. Otherwise, you're you are imprisoned by that wrong that was done to you. And that's now defining your life and holding you back. Um, what what do you think about that, Gary? Is that Am I am I too passionate about that, or do you feel like that that is as big a deal as we're making? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a great thing to be passionate about because you know when you when you're trying to be successful, whether it's with your family or your business or within the organization you work with, you need clarity and you need a clear mind. You know when you one of the things that causes us today to have be less productive and less successful is there's so many distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to pick up the phone and start to call you and then I see a text and then I get a text trail or I see a, somebody posted a comment <laughs> on Facebook mm-hmm. and then you get on there. So we get distractions. Well, right. li- life, our own brain um, has its own pings, so to speak. Right. And so if I'm, if I'm trying to be the best I can be today, then I need, to get rid of every single one of those encumbrances that's that's dragging me down mm-hmm. and forgiveness i mean and there's nothing worse than have, hanging on to bad things in the past that's because that really eats up a big portion of your thought process right yeah and i feel like that then we go through life looking at everything through the lens of that hurt through the so so we can never trust again we can never, you know, have any good experience because everything is tainted by that harm that we're still holding on to. Yeah, it becomes um, a part so, of your it becomes a part of your your worldview and your philosophy. Right. Right. And so you every, everything's going to be tempered, you're going to see it within that. When you uh, if it's a person that you or uh, that you come into contact with regularly, then you're just going to then everything they say is going to be said through that temp, you know, that right. thing that you have in the past on them. And I think something else too, Gary, is that I have, I I personally have, I feel like I have a great awareness of my own imperfections. And as a result of that, I need to be quick to forgive others because by God, I'm going to need forgiveness. And I know it, I'm going to need forgiveness from other people. So I need to be quick to forgive and quick to give grace and quick to give mercy because good gosh, John screws up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very aware of it. I'm very aware of these. Uh, and e- sometimes even in the moment, I'm flying off the handle and I realize that while I'm doing it, like, wow, I'm making a big deal out of something that I don't need to make a big deal out of. And I'm making a scene and I shouldn't. As someone who is aware of their imperfections, doesn't it help to g- even give more and more grace to people? Yeah, yeah. I mean, John, John says, uh, John Maxwell says, uh, put a tent on everybody's head. Yeah. You know, many people say, well, I'm going to put a five on everybody's head and I'm going to make them earn it. <laughs> but he, he, he does it the other way. He says, put a 10 on people's head. Yeah. You know, and, and then you start there. And then when you forgive, let's say you've got about a two on that person. Well, now you've put a 10 back on their head. Wow. 
Wow. That, that say that again, Gary, because I, I break that down for me because I really like that what you just said a 10 on someone's head. And if they've wronged you or whatever, now it's a two, but forgiving them is putting a 10 back on their head. Right. True forgiveness puts the 10 back on their head. So now I see a different person because we're all flawed. And for whatever reason, that person wronged you at the time they do it. This is something I've learned as a coach. People do when people do something at the time they do it, based on all the factors and everything else going on, they felt it was the right thing to do. Right. So, so now don't get me wrong. There may be someone who's wronged you that you just need to forgive, but you need you need to put them out of your life. Right. You right. That doesn't do, mean we're welcoming you. Need to not either. do business with them because they may not be the per- best person for character, but you can forgive them. Right. You know. And wish them well, right? Wish wish them a great life, but sure. that doesn't mean you have to invite them back in to to continue to uh, take advantage of you. Exactly. And it's like you said, it's having the philosophy of life that when people did me wrong, when they did whatever they at the time with all of the information they had, they felt it was the right thing to do or they felt justified, if nothing else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love that view. Um, and we could probably talk. We could probably take a whole podcast just talking about forgiveness. And it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. But I do want to move on to the gratitude, the thanksgiving, because I feel like. Again, this is something we we are taught as a society to look at the negative, uh, the media around us, the either that or we see Instagram, we see Facebook, we see TikTok, we see all these all these social media. We see the best of everyone else's things. And then we look at our we compare our worst to their best. And so then it's tough for us to give gratitude for what we have. How, yeah, do we, how, there, do we, how do we live a life of gratitude? Well, I think it's taking a look at what you really do have. The comparison trap, like you just talked about, is the worst trap you can get in. Mm. And I, Don't get me wrong. On all these things, I struggle with them just like anybody else. Sure. That's why we need each other. That's why we need each other. So when you compare, um, you see somebody that's doing way, you know, theoretically way better than you they've got the pretty family they whatever it is their kids are you know hitting three home runs in every baseball game right and and, and your child's not you know right. or you're not where you want to be and you're not living in the house that you that they're living in um the other the flip side of that is sometimes we build up our own selves by seeing how bad somebody has it or you know the, their their child's in bad shape or you know, they don't have what I have. So that's not a great place to come to gratitude either. It's, it's looking at exactly what you have, Mm -hmm. looking at exactly at the people that are in your life, right? It's looking at, you know, it's looking at exactly the opportunities that you have uh, in front of you and the life you have in front of you and being grateful for that. Uh, So that's where true gratitude comes from. It doesn't come from looking at others and either using them to build us up up or using them to break this down it comes from you and what you have going on for yourself right and i have to agree with you that this is probably one of my weaknesses gary Uh, forgiveness i don't think i have much of a problem and an issue with forgiveness because i am so aware of my own uh shortcomings that i i feel like i have a lot of forgiveness for other people but when it comes to gratitude i think that i was naturally a, a skeptic and a natural cynic and i'm i'm able to see the negative in everything 
So I have to make a a conscious decision and a choice to see the positives. I I love the the book, The The Secret by Rhonda Burnett, but they talk about this, this law of attraction and whatever you give gratitude for are things that get attracted to you. Whatever you show, whatever you think about are things that get attracted to you. And whether or not that's your philosophy and whether that's not, that's your belief. I feel like that there's still some element of truth there. There's an element of what you think about, what you, what you love, what you send gratitude towards, you get more of. Yeah. I I think even within my own coaching business, I was uh, doing some, some thought process this morning and I've I've been adding more coaching clients and and really been enjoying that. And so this morning I was thinking I, I would like to add 10 more coaching clients and because I'm grateful for the ones that I have and, and what's happening there, well, like literally five minutes later, I get an email from someone uh, with a corporation that said, hey, I would, I've got one of our senior execs. Uh, this was a human resources person. And I, I'd like for you to, uh, we'd like to talk to you about coaching with the senior exec. So I had already been having the gratitude and the desire for more of that. And just like that, it happened. So I think yeah. things like that can happen. In the, and I believe that even, even beyond attracting more stuff to you, it's the more gratitude you practice for the things you already have, the more grateful you truly are for those things. You right. Know, I, and then you're going to, yeah. And then you're going to, tr- then what comes into your life, you're going to be grateful for it. Right. It may not, it may not be an item or whatever, but it, you're going to be grateful for that new experience that you just had. You're going to be grateful for that conversation you just had with somebody. Right. You're going to be grateful for um, that sermon you got to hear on Sunday. I mean, whatever it is, right. you've attracted that in your life and you're going to be, but if you're grateful for it instead of resenting it or whatever. Right. And I know you and I are both, uh, like, like you mentioned, we both have uh, a faith-based philosophy. And uh, in the Bible, it talks about in all things, give thanks or enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And so I feel like, it, especially for someone who is a Christian or faith-based that the gratitude is, is a key ingredient to success in your life. Um, and to break down in all things, give thanks. I, I personally feel like, and this is my belief. Now this does not mean I'm perfect at this. By no means am I. Cause when somebody cuts me off in traffic, I don't give thanks for that. I should, because maybe that person cutting me off kept me from getting in an accident. Maybe that person cutting me off helped me be late to something that if I had been early, I would have gotten something else would have happened. I would have hit a, a, a nail on the road, you know, so I need to even in those bad things, I don't necessarily need to be thankful for the bad thing, but thankful that, hey, you know what? I don't know what that could have that might have kept me from something. Um, and I feel like that that would help all of us live a life of less stress and more happiness. And we can attract more of those things that we're grateful for. Well, this, this goes not only with driving, but, but other things happening in general, where we sure. get mad at, other, we get mad at other people is we don't know what's going on in their lives. Right. We don't, you know, I, so I try to imagine in, in what you're talking about, let's say somebody's in front of me in a van and they, they're taking forever to make a right turn, which you should mm-hmm. never do. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe they're transporting a cake. Right. Oh, right. Right. So they have to make a slow right turn. They don't mm. the cake to flip over. Your mom used to right. make wedding cakes, right? That's right. Or, yeah. So a couple of years ago, I thought one of my sons had had kind of like a 
one of those drownings where they get too much water and then later on something bad might happen. So I, instead of calling an ambulance, I threw him in the, in the, in the car. Um, and I mean, I flew, um, through Greenville like the worst driver ever. Yeah. But I was getting my son to the emergency room. Right. Now, now if somebody, I'm sure that there were quite a few people that weren't, weren't happy with the way I drove. Right. But so when I, when things like that happen, I just try to think what could be going on in their lives and then just not try to hang on to it, but it's not easy. Right. No, it's not. It isn't easy. It's definitely one of those. Again, it's why we need each other. It's why we need these daily reminders. Um, in fact, so moving on to giving, I feel like we will, we'll, maybe we'll have another podcast and come back to giving because that could probably take up a whole good gosh. All three of these topics are great and I love them and I'd love to dissect them. Uh, but I'd love to more learn more about Gary. What are some of your daily success habits? I feel like most people, all of us as people are creatures of habit, right? And successful people have successful patterns, successful habits that they have chosen to create. What are some of your daily success habits? Well, I agree with you. We all have habits. Um, we all have successful habits and we all have some habits that probably uh, don't lead to success. But the ones <laughs> right. that are the ones that are most beneficial to me is I start every morning um, with uh, taking time with some type of a devotional or study of the Bible. Um, I take time to really go over my plan for the day, which I'd typically done the night before but uh, review and see what I need to add to that and then prioritize that. Um, that's my, to me, that is my very best daily habit. Um, mm. And then in the evenings, I typically journal uh, almost every evening. Um, and then I also uh, go through and I plan the day, uh, upcoming day. I love it. I, I, I heard a couple, I heard something, maybe there's a nugget or a secret in here, Gary, but I heard you have habits that bookend your day. You've got a habit at the very beginning that starts your day in the right direction. And then you've got a habit at the very end of your day. The, those are your two like most religious habits that you keep every single day and everything else may change, but those are the two that are sacred to you. I love that. So you do you feel like bookending your day with habits is part of the reason for your success? Oh, I definitely feel that's the way because I, a lot of my habits in the middle of the day might not be so perfect, but at least right. there I've, you know, I've got grounded in what's going, what's happening and mm. uh, what's coming up. And then also just getting grounded to begin with. Right. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things you can do is you can find success habits from other people. Sure. Um, and one of the, like one of the, I just, one, one person I really remember was a, a guy that runs a really big real estate company down here. Uh-huh. They not only do they do sales, they do rentals, they do everything. Uh, and I remember um, because we were in Rotary together and meeting with him. And every Thursday at three o'clock, every Thursday at three o'clock, he took the time to. That's when he was writing all the letters and emails to all of his agents who had closings the week before. Mm. So what a powerful habit that was for him because he blocked that time every Thursday at three o'clock. Wow. But in the end, uh, another, another great habit, Arnold Palmer, mm -hmm. every week until he died, he wrote a handwritten note to the winner of the PGA tournament 
and the LPGA tournament, and I think the senior tournament mm. every week until he wow. died. So it's, it's finding those powerful habits. And sometimes it's just two or three that are going to make you or break you. Wow. And that uh, even that uh, Arnold Palmer thing shows with those letters he was writing, I'm sure that there was an element of uh, gratitude or, or something within those letter uh, sure. and, and the yeah. same thing with the the real estate guy you're talking about the he so there's success habits in that they are habits but then there's also a success principle built into it so we we're, we're wrapping up here gary i do want to let's let's talk about a couple of plugs first of all um i love books i love reading i feel like anyone who's successful in life is a continually growing in one way shape or form um, and I think that the best way we can grow is through reading. So what are some of the, what are, what are maybe two or three of your favorite books or that your books you're reading right now that you would recommend to our listeners? Well, one of the, one of my favorite books, just some that's very success, uh, successful um, oriented, but also has a, a bit of a faith base to it is better than good by Zig Ziglar. Okay. And what he, what he's bringing in this book is he's bringing and, and this is really what I like to do with my clients is to take and basically takes the three circles. We've all seen the three circles where the little middle meets. I've forgotten what type of diagram that is. Zen, Zen diagram. That's Zen diagram. So, but what's unique and what I love the way they did it is, so he's taking one circle is your passion. The second is your purpose. And then the third is peak performance. So we've got, we can have passion and purpose, but without peak performance, those aren't going to work too well. It's just, you just got a passion. You got a purpose, mm. but you've got to really be able to perform to excel in those. Right. So what it does on the first diagram, it shows that little nugget where all those come together. But the goal is bringing those three circles together. Mm. Right. So now you got one circle that's passion, purpose, and peak performance. Um, but the book is great. It's got great stories in it. Um, wow. And for those listeners who, who are listening to this that have OCD, it's a Venn diagram. I apologize. I called it a Zen diagram. <laughs> they, they probably heard nothing you said after I called it a Zen diagram. They're just sitting there like, no, it's a Venn diagram. Uh, but I, I think that that's great. So that's one. one what other books do you feel like are, are good for our, our uh, listeners here? Uh, let's see. There's so many. Gosh. Um, one of the books that it's always had a big impact for me. And I remember sharing this book on um, Facebook, I think it was, um, and years later, or last year, I saw a lady that I had not seen in like seven years. And uh, she said that she saw that recommendation, and I guess she thought enough of me to go check out the books, not my book, but um, that she said she read it, and it changed her life. Mm. Um, but anyway, that book is Essentialism. And I think it's Greg McEwen. Yeah. It's uh, Greg McEwen. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's basically the discipline pursuit of less is what what the subtitle is. But wow. Okay. I've never read that. I'll have to pick that one up because I am a minimalist at heart. It's a bit like the one thing by by Gary Keller. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that with us, Gary. Um, All right. Last couple of questions. What, I, I know right now you are, uh, you own a couple of companies, but you are probably, it, my belief is that you are most stoked and excited about what you're doing with your coaching. Um, you are a John Maxwell certified coach and, uh, 
and you have got some great things going on there. You are helping other people accomplish success and you are helping them, uh, whether it be business owners or employees or entrepreneur, any in, in all areas, you're helping people get coaching uh, to help th- take them to the next level. First of all, tell me a little bit about that. What are you doing? And then also uh, what kind of people uh, or company or whatever are you helping? What customers uh, well, that are what, what listeners could benefit from your services? Yeah, honestly, mostly I focus on um, small businesses and small business owners just because I've been living this life for 26 years now. So okay. I understand what they're going through. Um, I understand the roadblocks they're going to hit. I understand the fact that it's going to affect their personal lives. Um, so that's probably my biggest market. And uh, and by that, that can be um, that could be folks that uh, own a restaurant or any other type of small business, or it could be a financial planner. Because um, yeah, it could be, they're, they're they're living, you know, their own small business typically. Um, yeah. And plug for me, what do you what do you do for these business owners? What do you yeah, what we, benefits yeah, do they we, see? One one of the greatest things I had a client tell me one time is this person was working so much and they had had it. They had a young child and the only time they saw that child was when their wife would bring them up there and Mm. to the office. Wow. And then the fact that after coaching and, and working on some things, that person was able to still accomplish as much, but they were going home at five o'clock every night and they were being with their family. Wow. And, you know, one of the worst things that can ever happen for an entrepreneur um, is to, to lose their family in the process. Right. Um, you know, you can be successful as all you want, but um, you, you don't do that. So that, I mean, that's just one example, but it's, right. it's getting, you know, the old, the old saying is you help people get from where they are to where they want to go, but it's helping them discover where they want to go. Right. Get, Doing that on a, doing that on a deeper level, and okay. then maybe uncovering uncovering what's really holding them back or what's really the obstacles in their way. Okay. And then we t- typically we'll find some options for them to work on, and then hold then hold the key is holding them accountable. Gotcha. Wow. So it's not necessarily just a, a one size fits all approach. It's uh, getting getting with that person and discovering where their where their needs are, and then helping them get be more productive helping them accomplish those goals and then holding them accountable to the to the programs you guys put together i love it i feel like a lot of uh, small businesses could benefit from your coaching gary and where where would they go to if they wanted to contact you uh they can contact me uh email at gary gaffney coaching at gmail.com and that's g-a-r-y g-a-f-f-n-e-y coaching at gmail.com website is uh, barefootleaders.com. Okay. Or if they like be old school like me and want to pick up the phone, it's 864-385-4018. Thank you, Gary Gaffney, for telling us about two of the pillars for a successful life, forgiveness and gratitude. Gary told us how forgiveness sets us free to succeed and how gratitude opens up more doors, more opportunities, and lets us live a happier, more fulfilled life. 
For those that had ears to hear, this interview was packed with principles of success. All right, listeners, let's get out there and make our world, our country, and our state a better place. When you succeed, we all succeed. And as always, this is your reminder that the left lane is for passing. So speed up or move over.